Hey, what's up, everybody? Um, before we get into the episode where I talk to David Mankey and Mia Cusser uh, about their new film, Dark October, uh, I just want to point out that uh, this episode is going to be a little different than some of the other ones that I've done. Uh, this episode was recorded in two different parts. And uh, so day one of me talking to them will be obviously the first part. And then I thought it would be the easiest way to um, sort of tie into uh, day two of me talking to them is to have a little transition, like a 10 second clip. Uh, and you'll know, you'll know what the transition is. But, uh, you know, I just want to point that out before uh, we get further into the episode so it sort of makes sense um you know when you listen and you're not hearing like two different um you know two different things like mold together and then you're gonna be like what the hell is going on so yep um this is a two-part uh interview so enjoy the interview guys Hello, everybody. You're listening to the Rude Horror Podcast. I'm Marcus Rude. And today's guests are David Mankey, who is a director, producer, and Mia Cusser, who is an actress in their new film, Dark October. Um, how are you guys doing today? We're doing well. We're a little tired. We had a little cast party last night to show the movie. Awesome. Awesome. But otherwise, um, good. Very cool. And uh, so, uh, David, this is your fourth feature film, is that correct? That's correct. Awesome. And uh, it, will this somehow tie into uh, uh, the previous films that you've worked on, or is this like a completely different uh, movie? Uh, it's completely different. Uh, the only thing that ties in which is something i thought i might try is to just have the word dark in the title of every film i make i don't know if i'll be able to do that but i'm going to do my best but <clears throat> it ties in nothing with the other three okay yeah that's pretty that's a, a pretty cool uh idea thanks we do we do mention dark shade creek but it's just like kind of a little a little blip in the movie that it's it's mentioned but we were thinking like in Halloween 3 when John Carpenter shows Halloween, like the commercial for Halloween playing in the bar. Oh, right, yeah. So we sort of did that same thing in this for Dark Shade Creek. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I love me some uh, Halloween 3. <laughs> right. Yeah, I. It, it's weird because like, you know, for a lot of years, everyone, I mean, not everybody, but it just kind of seemed like Halloween 3 got shit on. Completely. And, you know, you know, because because there's no Michael Myers in it, but I mean, technically he is in the you know, like in the the commercial. But uh, and then now all of a sudden, like everyone loves it, and it's like, it's, it's weird like, yeah. how it turned around like that. I agree with you. I was confused as a child why, where Michael Myers was, but I do think it turned out awesome as a regular movie. Yeah, yeah. Like even even if it was just a standalone movie, like it it's still an awesome movie. Well, apparently, you probably know this, that he was going to uh, try to make a new Halloween every year with a different idea. 
Right. Yeah, and then it shut, like they, they shut it down. Well, yeah, I he, feel his, like, yeah, go ahead. I feel like if like they would have made Halloween three as the second Halloween instead of having Michael Myers in the second one, like it probably would have done better because then it could have been, you know, the new story every single Halloween with a new movie. But they kind of with Halloween two, now everybody's expecting him for the third one because he came back for the second one. So I think that's probably where it went wrong. Right. Yeah, I agree. Cause yeah, that would throw everybody off. Um. Well, I I'll I guess I'll dive into another question. Sure. Um, so, uh, where did you guys come up with the idea of Dark October, and and why take a spin and do a completely different movie rather than uh, the Dark Shade Creeks? Well, I wrote it uh, about two and a half to three years ago. And the main reason I took a different spin was, well, I don't know if that really makes any sense. Originally I had to come up with something else cause I had killed all of my friends. I didn't have anybody else to put in the movies. So I thought if I could write a movie around a smaller group of people, like four instead of 12, that I would have better luck finding people to be in it. And then uh, are we allowed to swear? <laughs> yeah, yeah, go ahead, man. <laughs> I was just going to say a whole bunch of shit went down in my personal life. Um, I wound up getting divorced. I wound up having to sell my house. I wound up having to change jobs. And I didn't, I just didn't have time to get into making a film at, at that moment. So. Once I got settled at my new place and then I met Mia, we just started talking and she was like, what? You have this whole script? She's like, we need to make this. I know people. And then things just rolled pretty well after that. Awesome. Yeah, I know it's, it's, it's no fun. Uh, you know, we all have like our ups and downs in life. But, uh, you know, it's, it's pretty cool that you guys uh, are able just to kind of pull out an old script and... Uh, and, and actually make it that's awesome it was very it was weird watching it last night because i had wrote these lines so many years ago and then everybody came over and we watched it and to see it in real life it was it was something right and now yes. they all want to do another film everybody here last night they're like what are we doing next <laughs> all right yeah keep them creative juices flowing man that's that's exactly what i told them <laughs> If you don't, you get into a rut, and then it's hard to get back out of that rut, at least for me. Right. Like tattoos. I go every other week for a new tattoo. I've done that for the last three years. I feel like if I stop, I'm just going to get into a habit of not going. So I just go every other week. Nice. Yeah, I wish <laughs> I wish. I They're horror tattoos, so I guess it's related to the conversation. Right. Yeah, you got some pretty sweet tats, man. I like that, uh, that, that, uh, that Michael Myers, uh, the thorn tattoo. Yeah, that was that, that was one of my favorites too. One of my most painful too. Oh really? Yeah, right on my wrist. I have mine. I have that too, but mine's on my pointer finger, and that one oh. really hurt. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Fingers would hurt. Well, yeah, it, it's nice meeting you guys. I know I've been friends with with you on Facebook for a while, so it's just kind of cool to 
sort of talk to you in first, you know, first time. It's very cool. And what state are what state are you in? Iowa. Dang. Here we are just bullshitting like we're next door. Yeah. Where where are you guys at? We're in Pennsylvania. We're not oh, too far wow. from Pittsburgh. Yeah, we're like a half nice. hour from Pittsburgh. Yeah, I think I uh, I Googled one time because I was really wanting to go to like the Monroeville Mall. And it was going to be like nine and a half hours or something away to drive. Drive it, dude, and then we can go eat. <laughs> dude, I, I wish. I used to work at the Monroeville Mall. Oh, really? Yeah, I worked at the Hot Topic there. And I just remember people would always come in and be like, hey, like, where where was the movie filmed? Because, of course, you know, Dawn of the Dead was filmed there. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I don't know. Like, I just work here. <laughs> and now, just like literally a couple months ago, we went there and we found these two guys at this one store who were super cool. And they took us. Apparently, the mall's been redone several times. And the the tunnels, they call them, behind the stores are still there. And all the old badges from like the 70s are on the doors, like KB Toys and other stores that I remember as a kid. Um, and they walked us through and like showed us the corridors they use and the office. Um, apparently there was like a bridge. Tom Savini or somebody fell off the balcony onto this little bridge where there was water and everything. And they ripped that out and put it in some sort of museum closer to Pittsburgh from what they told us. Oh my gosh, that is awesome. So there's literally like, not much there other than a few entryways a few hallways that you can uh, recognize from the movie it really looks completely different yeah and i even worked there but i didn't even know about these tunnel systems otherwise i probably would have gotten a little more i guess adventurous whenever i was there and tried to like hunt down some of the locations inside of the mall but it it's so different they essentially made the mall so much smaller because there's so much more space back behind the storefronts that you don't see in the, these like tunnel systems. And they kind of just built the mall, another mall inside of the, the mall that you see in the movie. It's really weird. Wow. Yeah. I, I love Dawn of the dead. So whenever I can hear anything Dawn of the dead related, it's, it's awesome. <laughs> we lucked out finding those two guys to show us. Cause some people we asked, they just looked at us. They were like, what? They didn't even know that the movie was made there. Oh wow! So, uh, so how how is the mall doing? Because I've heard rumors that uh, that I don't know if like the owners were going to sell it or like something or not abandoning it. But well, I'm not entirely sure um, what's happening there. I know that the mall that used to be like the place to be, like. I worked there, I would say it was back in 20, 2014, 2015, and it was booming. Like, it was one of the, the main, there's several different malls around Pittsburgh, of course, but that was, like, one of the main ones. And when I worked there, there were all of these riots one night, and we, it was, like, on the news called, like, the Monroeville Mall Brawl. And I remember, like, we had to lock the doors, and we had to let people in, like, unlock it to like let them in unlock them to have it come out and then a couple weeks later there was a shooting that happened in jc penny and i think after all of that happened like nobody wants to go to that mall anymore of course because like just some sketchy stuff went down and i feel like that was kind of like 
the downfall, I guess, of the mall. So I'm not really sure like what they plan on doing with it now, but it's definitely not not what it used to be five years ago. There were a lot of stores shut down, but I think that's the case in a lot of malls around the country. Yeah, that's too bad. <clears throat> yeah, so, yeah, malls are not not what they used to be. I mean, they used to be the the booming places where the go to places where people want to go, and now it just you know online Ooh. shopping. Yeah, now you can yeah. order Dawn of the Dead while you're taking a shit. <laughs> yeah. You don't even have to leave the house. Exactly. But quite honestly, I would much prefer go to a mall to buy my movies than do it online. I, I don't know if that makes sense, but I just love the mall way more. Yeah, like it, it gives you uh, a sense of... Uh, like say, search and discovery. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, it's not a treasure hunt, but I mean, it's... I know the feeling you're trying to get out. <laughs> and, that, and I feel like we grew up watching movies like like Dawn of the Dead or like Chopping Mall or even like Mall Rats where you see Jay and Silent Bob do some crazy stuff in the mall. So that like that was our childhood growing up as seeing the malls and all the plants and all of the stuff that they do to like decorate it. So that was kind of our hangout spot. And now these kids are growing up with Amazon Prime and, you know, you don't need to go out and hang out with your friends whenever you can video chat with them and whatever. So it's just kind of dying, which is really sad. And like Netflix too, they don't have to go rent tapes anymore. They just instant streaming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess I guess what I was trying to get across is like the atmosphere. Like, yeah. you know. That's exactly being, what it was. Yeah. The atmosphere is awesome. Uh, do you guys remember uh Suncoast? Oh my gosh. Every time we go into the mall here where we live, I tell Mia about going into Suncoast video. It's been closed down for a long time, but it was it was so great. Yeah, yeah. I remember when I was young, pretty young, uh, going into Suncoast all the time and just looking at all the movies. They had movie posters you could buy there. I mean, just anything movie-related, they seem to have. And ours ours closed down years ago. But that was always a really cool spot. You know, like Sam Goodies, like we don't have one of those anymore either. I don't remember Sam Goodies. Yeah, that that one is like uh, this the CD store, or the music store, where you could buy any you know anything music related. Do you have Fye out there? Nope. There's okay, a, so... the closest one I think is Chicago for me. That's sort of like the same thing as the, some of the stores just stay in stay in certain states, I guess. Yeah, I think I think like uh, yeah, stores like that. I think they sort of tend to stay in the big cities, you know, because they they're not going to do so well with in the smaller cities. Right. But yeah, man. Um, I'm trying to think, like, I mean, uh, <laughs> are we're doing okay now, right? No. Yeah. Yeah, we're doing fine. It's just uh, I. Uh, Dark October is a sort of like not a secrecy type movie, but I don't really know much about it. So, I mean, I don't really know what to ask. <laughs> um, I've only seen the trailer in the teaser. <laughs> so, are we supposed to think of questions you should ask us? <laughs> no, we can tell them about the movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, like, um, well, I guess it's kind of secret because I didn't really do. 
I don't really do advertising because I don't have the funds for it. I mean, I used to do pretty good on YouTube. Um, Dark Shade Creek is like almost up to 16 million hits. And then uh, one day I just got completely shut down. They turned off my monetization. They said that I wasn't family friendly, but I've heard, I heard they did that to like three quarters of YouTube because they were losing so much money. I don't know if that's a rumor, but they pretty much, I don't get paid for that at all anymore, but YouTube was pretty much my only vent. So when I do something new, I try to link all of it that I can through that movie in the description because it gets so much traffic. Even though I don't get paid for it, it'll still push people to my new projects, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to tell them about the plot? Yeah, so... So basically, which you can gather from the trailer, it's me and a bunch of uh, my girlfriends. We're all going out for the one girl's birthday. And I am at like a bookstore in the beginning and the one girl's getting a pedicure. So we kind of like set the scene that we're all just like living our lives and stuff. And I'm this bookworm. And I come across this book called The Black Rainbow. Rainbow, Yeah. And so... Basically, I cut my finger on it, and throughout the day, stuff doesn't go according to planned. Um, the The palm reading is is a crazy scene. Uh, I wouldn't say crazy; it's just funny. But then we. Can we just help? Yeah, you 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 come in. <laughs> All right. Pretty much, she cuts her finger on the book, and. There's other things that happen after that that show her demise, or her downgrading, I guess you could call it. And they're on the way to... Did you t- did you say about the rock concert? Well, it's in the trailer, but... Yeah. yeah, they're heading to a rock concert, a Halloween rock concert in Salem. And they get car trouble. They seek shelter at an old school that they find in the woods when they stop to use the bathroom. And things just I don't want to say it's a slow burn because the movie is an hour and ten minutes um, but I would say the first three quarters of the film are just sort of entertaining scenes and then it's just pretty well chaos for like the last 15 minutes oh nice and somehow I feel like I paced dark shade creek 2 a little different with the kills like i had kills sort of sporadically placed throughout the movie and well i guess i just gave away the the kill uh layout in dark october but yeah um i did it differently in this one it's more or less just like entertaining and then just slaughter nice so it's just, it's kind of kind of a build up. You get to know the characters, and then uh, things start getting spooky, and, and that's exactly chaos. what happens. We we go and to a lot of different places in like the beginning of the movie. There's we there's no scene that's like in one spot for too long. So it might seem like nothing's really happening, but I feel like because we change scenery and change scenes so much, it keeps. It keeps the movie moving along. It helps with character development and things like that to keep you interested in what's going to happen next. I mean, I've watched it about seven times so far, and 
every time I watch it, I'm just like, holy shit, we're at the school already. Like everything just sort of disappears for me. I, I think it's pretty entertaining myself. I do. It's the best movie I've ever made so far. Nice. Uh, watching the trailer like that schoolhouse looks really creepy. Um, did did you guys do a lot of scouting to find that, or like how how are you guys able to use that creepy building? Well, I don't know what the building is, uh, but Mia's girlfriend's boyfriend has a sick drone, and the house, whatever it is, if it was an old, there's. It's just filled with, it looks like household items, but then there's also things that look like office things. So I'm not quite sure what it was used for, but it's actually about six miles back in the woods uh, down where Mia was from um, in a place called Confluence. It's a strange name, but... Hmm. uh, Hometown. Yeah. Her girlfriend Hmm. uh, knew about it. And we went back. Then I was like, "Holy shit! You think he'll shoot this? He shot. He shot all of our drone stuff." Oh wow! Yeah, it worked out well. Yeah, let's say the drone shots look pretty good. He did very well. A lot of the, some of them though, like the ones where the trees are green, those are newer shots because not all the leaves had changed around here. And then some of the other ones he had shot from the previous fall, and we just incorporated them in. Oh, for sure. He's been into drones forever, and thankfully so. So now I don't have to buy one. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's got got an extra crew member added onto the onto the list of credits. Right. <laughs> so, like uh, the quote unquote schoolhouse, uh, abandoned schoolhouse looking building. Did you only do like exterior shots, or? Um, he has shots for of the inside, but uh, I didn't. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, we we didn't use them because the insides just trashed. Mm-hmm. So then so we you actually have like a different location for uh, you know the film's interior shots of the place. Right. It's actually. Um, I guess it won't, won't ruin anybody's like ambiance of anything, but it's actually there's an old school in a town called Myersdale where I am from, and the president of the council of the town, however you would say it. I know him and he gave me permission to shoot at the school and the caretaker of the school is actually a guy that was in dark shade Creek three and he lived like one block from the school. So anytime we needed to get in, I would just text him and say, Hey man, we're coming over tomorrow at 9am. All right, I'll have it unlocked for you. So it worked out fantastic. Wow, that's awesome. You should maybe talk about Jeff and, and explain him for a second. Uh, yeah, we could tell you like that. that so <laughs> it was sort of like a mistake uh, on my part. Well, it wasn't sort of like a mistake. It was a mistake. Um, but in my defense, I feel like in Friday the 13th Part 3. Oh, uh, mistake first. Okay, I'll tell you the mistake first. Uh, So Jeff, the caretaker, um, he has a part as a squatter in the school. And one of the girls falls into a coal bin, and she's covered in coal. So she has to shower, of course, right? You have to have Mm -hmm. a skin scene in a slasher movie. So 
we shot all the shower scenes with just Mia, the girl, and myself because she didn't want to be around a bunch of other people when she was showering. So we brought Jeff in like on another day and just shot him staring like at her legs and feet while she had her pants pulled up, like her pant legs, so she could shower in private, but then it would also look like he was staring at her. And after he leaves the shower, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, he just, well, I'm going to have to say that he gets killed. No, well, no. So basically, he just shows up in the movie, and nobody really, like, when we were watching it that last night, they were like, where did he come from? So we never really established that he was a squatter, and it just kind of happened in the making. Like, we just never had... Yeah, and when he runs into Mia, he says, hey, what are you doing here? And she doesn't answer him. And I wanted him to say something like, you know, I don't have any money. I'm just staying here for the night to get out of the weather, which would have explained what he was doing there. But I didn't put that scene in. So we just have this random guy like peeping on this shower. He gets murdered. And then that's the end of it. And like everybody last night, they were like, who's this guy, man? And we just everybody just cracked up because <laughs> he literally Some just random peeping Tom. Yeah, he is in a, in, a, in a supposedly abandoned school. But like I was saying about Friday the 13th, 2 and 3, Shelly in part 3, he sort of goes into the barn and then like he's killed off screen like you don't really see. I don't even know if that's a good analogy. And then uh, do you know the names of the characters in Friday the 13th part 2 very well? He was like the jokester guy that they picked up at the beginning. They take him to the bar and then they never see him again. He's supposed to come back to camp and he just never comes back. But either way, I feel like those are like... Yeah, I'm not good with names. I feel like those are like unexplained murders slash people in those movies so i don't think that i messed up too bad but it's clearly too late now yeah and they're you know over over the i don't know just i would say like over the years watching horror movies but i mean for movies that i have seen um there are a lot of like deaths that occur off screen or, you know, leading up to someone getting killed and then, you know, the camera, the scene goes to another scene right away. And it's up to the viewer to to uh, imagine what his death was like or, or her death. That's perfect. I'm glad you see it that way. Yeah. So you just have to imagine where he came from in our, in our case. <laughs> right. Yes, and sometimes it's not a bad thing to have mysterious characters because then, you know, like like again, it makes you think, and uh, you know, it's kind of up to your imagination on, you know, where the character, you know, just where do you think the character came from, and and what 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 character he actually is, like you know, like. Yeah, I wonder where that guy came from. I wonder if that's going to explain it later in the movie or, uh, yeah, I don't know. Just, I, I, th- I think you're, I think you're right. I never thought about it like that because everybody here last night, they just got to bitch and they just asked me because I made the damn movie. You know, if any other normal person watching this somewhere else, they're not going to have me to ask, so they're going to have to think. Yeah. yeah, that's a good call, man. I like that. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't really think off offhand where that's happened before, but I have seen, especially like slasher movies. Man, yeah, I, 
it's early in the morning. I'm trying to think of <laughs> some slasher <laughs> films, but I definitely have seen that type of uh, of scenario done before, as far as like you know, off-screen kills, um, and it just kind of leads you up to your imagination on uh, on you know how how gruesome you think it, the kill is, or. Well, I'd like to say I did it on purpose, but it was it was an accident. <laughs> well, sometimes all accidents aren't uh, bad things. True, that's very true. Well, I gotta say, um, I'm looking forward to to seeing Dark October. It looks rather interesting, and uh, I really loved the uh, the black and white teaser that you did. It kind of reminded me of. Uh, not not quite like Mandy, but just kind of gave me like Mandy, Lords of Chaos type yeah. of vibes. And uh, yeah, I really I really dug it. So I, I'm I'm anxious to see uh, how the movie is and uh, and yeah, man, I'm looking forward to it. So yeah, we're excited <laughs> for everybody to see it. Yeah, we're excited for everybody to see it. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> we're also glad that you had us do this. We were super excited. Yeah, man. Yeah. Well, clearly, sure. I'm got up hungover to come to come out and do this. Come out to our couch. Yeah, I'm literally sitting here in my boxers <laughs> and like three bottles That's of water. For sure. I uh, I got my energy drink here this morning I, I would have had coffee but i'm just like whatever i'm just gonna throw an energy drink on here and just go right off the bat yep well here after a bit uh i'm gonna take uh my two-year-old to the pumpkin patch so that's gonna be fun there's pumpkin patches around here man you should drive out see the mall we can all go to a pumpkin patch Oh man, that's that sounds awesome. <laughs> I mean, you think about it, nine hours, that's like a work day. So if you left at eight AM you'd be here at five. It'd be just like working all day. Right. That's how I try to learn to travel. Don't tempt me, David. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of stuff around us, like the the Night of the Living Dead Cem or yeah, Night of the Living Dead Cemeteries around us. Um there's creep show filming locations. Um Friday the thirteenth. Yeah, the Hell House from Hell House LLC is maybe It's like, in Pennsylvania. Yeah, it's like it's three, three hours, hours from, from us. us. There's tons of filming locations around us. We just went to the Blair Witch Project uh, filming locations down in Maryland. That was only like a, I would say like what, two and a half, three hour yeah, drive. Like two and a half hours. Anything that's around us that was a filming location, we try to, we try to hit up because there's been a lot done in our yeah. area. That's well, awesome. A lot of the ones that were done around us were, uh, you know, George Romero's stuff because he was from this area. So he shot Night of the Living Dead in the cemetery that's like 40 minutes from us. And then the mall that's like a half an hour from us. It's all really, really close. Right. What about uh, like scenes from like uh, Martin or the crazies? The, cr the crazy. Scouted, scouted any of those? We have not, but we should. I didn't even think about that one, actually. That would be a good one right. to go to. Yeah, we'll have to check them out for sure. They just put up a big Tom Savini mural down in, um, I think it's Bloomfield um, in Pittsburgh. And because um, he lives in that area. And my friend, uh, she 
lives down there and she's his neighbor and sometimes she'll go out to her car to head out to work and he'll be sitting on his porch drinking coffee and wave to her. Wow. That's so cool. <laughs> she'll like she'll like message me. She'll be like, Hey, Tom Savini waved to me on my way to work today. So it just that that's so crazy. You have a legend just like living down the street from you. Yeah. Right. I would have responded back, I hate you. Right. <laughs> Take me to his house. Let me at least see it. <laughs> I want to have a cup of coffee with Tom Savini. Right. <laughs> well, it's kind of funny that uh, that I mentioned the crazies because uh, uh, you know the original was filmed in Pennsylvania, but then the remake there are scenes uh, filmed in Iowa. So no shit. Uh, yeah. So I, uh, I, I, and there's really not that many horror films that, that have been filmed in Iowa. So I really want to uh, try to maybe uh, one day take a little road trip and do some scouting myself, yeah. just to check out the uh, the Crazies remake and then uh, one of the Children of the Corn movies, um, one of like the newer ones. I think um, a couple of scenes are filmed here in Iowa as well. It's worth going out and checking. It's it's really cool whenever you um, come across like a filming location. On our way down to Myrtle Beach, we stopped at the cabin um, that Eli Roth used in Cabin Fever. And it's just like an old Boy Scout camp. It, it's just so weird because you, you live and breathe some of these movies. And then you're actually there where it all happened. It's a very surreal moment. So if you could, you should definitely go do that. F- hunting down filming locations is one of my favorite things to go do. But... You also have Slipknot from Iowa, so I'm jealous of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's pretty sweet. Uh, yeah, I guess uh, mo- I, I don't know if all the guys or most of the guys still like live in Des Moines. And uh, oh, shit. I think like I think the clown said uh, not that long ago because they uh, before COVID though, but uh, they actually played like the Iowa State Fair for like the very first time, like last year the year before and uh and that, that it's in like des moines so uh i think the clown made uh, some kind of comment how uh you know they've been around for all these all these years but they've never played the iowa state fair so they said like fuck yeah we're gonna do it and uh he's like you know it's just awesome that uh I can leave my house and go down the street to the fair and, and put on this show for everybody. And like, it's just like it's sort of surreal for like me. Cause it's like, like, Holy shit. You know, they're a pretty big band and uh, it, you know, it's just really cool to hear that, you know, they're just gonna fucking drive from their house to their, to their show and just put on a hell of a show. Could you imagine just being like, hey, we're going to go to the fair tonight. Also, Slipknot's playing, so (laughs) it's not what you think of when you think of a fair. That's so crazy. Right? Usually it's nothing but country bands around here that play the fair. Square dancing. Yeah. It's like, oh my gosh. Like I'm one of those people I can't stand country music, so I'll stay away from the fair. Like I like the fair food. But even then, it's like prices have gone up so much, and it's like it's almost just not worth it. I'd rather have fun just sitting around home, 
drinking and grilling and you know it's too bad you live so far man you sound exactly like us <laughs> get a bonfire going and just fucking hang out that's pretty much it I just bought a little mini projector for outside and I bought like a big piece of white fabric so that we can sit outside in our little patio area and watch movies projected onto the side of our house with a little fire that's awesome sir Especially now I'm, since I'm it's false. Hey, oh, it was dude, this is the perfect time. Cheap little mini projector, ninety nine bucks on Amazon Prime, and five dollars worth of fabric. You've got you've got an outdoor home theater. All right, got a little mini drive-in theater right at home. Yes. <laughs> hey, speaking of uh, drive-in theaters, uh, do you guys have one around you? We do. Um, there's one. Up towards Johnstown, which is probably about a half hour away. And it's one of the older ones that actually shut down for a while. And then the new owners bought it a couple years back and have it up and running. And they'll play. um, They'll have weekends where they'll have horror movies and stuff like that playing. We We haven't gone out yet, but I do hair and makeup for weddings. So my weekends are always totally toasted and... But oh, for sure. one of the things that I would like to do, because we drive past it when we go shopping up there sometimes, and I'm like, oh, let's go to the drive-in sometimes. But my friend Tanya just took me to the Mahoning. Have you heard of that? Yeah, yeah, I've been seeing uh, pictures of it. They just had Freddy Fest, or they're having Freddy Fest right now, I think. Yeah, that place was amazing. I went um, the Camp Blood weekend, and I got to meet Felissa Rose from Sleepaway Camp, and... We were waiting in line to meet her, and we were waiting while the movie was actually playing, because she spent so much time with each person. Like, she must have spent, like, 20 minutes with just, like, one person. It was it was crazy. So when we were watching the movie and the big reveal happens at the end, she came out from the booth, and she's like, I want to watch this with you guys. So, like, we're standing there with the star of the movie, like watching like the, one of the most iconic scenes in horror. It was, it was really cool. And she um, wow. had me make a video for, he wasn't with me. Cause I was, it was just a girl's trip with me and my friend Tanya and her sister, Hannah. So she's like, let's make a video for him. So we did. And I was like, hi, I miss you. And also by the way, look who I'm with. And she comes on the, on the screen and says <laughs> hi to him and everything. She was really, that was really cool. She was super, super sweet. And then she signed the poster, uh, Dear Mia and David, meet me at the waterfront after the... Social. After the social, like she says in the movie. It was so <laughs> badass. We just framed it yesterday. Yeah, dude, Felissa is is a hoot, man. Like, she she's awesome. Yes, she is. She Like, when we were waiting in line, like, she would just yell these crazy things. And, and I would just be like, dang, she just seems like such a ball of energy. She was a spitfire. Definitely, definitely cool experience meeting her. For sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I met her uh, a couple years ago at Days of the Dead in Chicago. And, yeah, she, she was just a lot of fun. She signed mm-hmm. a few things for me and... You know, a lot of celebrities, they usually, like, charge, like, you know, per signature. Yeah. So, you know, but, like, she signed a couple of things. I'm like, are you sure? Like, you know, because I was on the impression, like, you only get one autograph. But she signed, like, 
one of my movies, um, um, a print, you know, a couple other wow. things. I'm like, I'm like, thank you. And, well, you know, yeah. got multiple pictures with her and just so cool. Yeah, that's what we did too. We got we got a signature and then she sat and talked to us for a while and then we went we took a bunch of pictures cuz the Mahoning always has like a little area set up that's kind of themed towards whatever the weekend is. And so we we took pictures there, which was kind of cool cuz it wasn't just a normal old background. It looked like you were like at one of the cabins at sleepaway camp, so it was cool. And sure. I also I also wonder too, you said about how she uh, she signed everything and took multiple pictures and this and that. Like, I wonder if that's the person's choice or if they have some sort of like, I don't want to say handler, but you know, like a promotional person or something that's in charge of their public appearances. Because I know that when I was at a, a, a fear con one time, um, I talked to the sheriff Sheriff Garris from Friday the 13th part six and <clears throat> you had to pay like per signature per picture. Every single one was 20 bucks. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'm sorry, I have no way around it. Yeah. I think it's uh part of like the promoter deal. Like, uh, yeah, I think like, yeah, they're, uh, either like the promoter or their manager. Um, they might have something to do with it where, uh, you know, they have to uh, pretty much, like, make make so much money so that they can help pay for their manager or, you know, I don't know. There's – it's something – that's something weird that I haven't quite figured out yet myself. It could be that. It could be they have to make a certain amount of money. Right, just to kind of make quota. And, like, I know, like, some uh, – you know, uh, people that put on like conventions, like they actually will pay, um, you know, the celebrity to to come out there, and they have to pay for like their food and hotel, and then uh, you know, like a flat fee, and then uh, I guess like the celebrity can pretty much just pick and choose like what uh, prices they want as far as like pictures and autographs, uh-huh. but they might they might have it to where the prices up a little high just so they can pay off their uh, managers or something. That makes sense. I actually have another cool story, I guess, if you want to hear it real quick. Yeah, man. Uh, so I was at Chili's um, in a town called Johnstown. This was probably seven years ago or something. And this guy and his wife and i learned later it was his son were sitting at a booth across from us and he kept staring at me which i'm used to because i'm covered in tattoos and eventually he wound up walking over and like sitting down in our booth asking me uh oh i see you have jason on your arm and stuff like that and i was like yeah and he was like well i'm best friends with jason and I was like, which one? And he was like, Kane Hodder. He's like, do you know who Kane Hodder is? I was like, well, yeah. He's like, yeah, we're best friends. We went to college together. And he's like, we went to acting school and just all these stories. And his son's like giggling and stuff. And I was like, why is he giggling? And he was like, because he knows that if you get me started on this shit, he's like, I'm never going to quit. 
And I didn't really believe him at first. And he was like, no, seriously. He's like, we're having, they're having a, uh, oh, there's another convention. I'm not sure the name of it. And it was in Cincinnati. And he was like, if you guys want to come, let me know. I'll add you on Facebook. He's like, we'll get you and your girl uh, platinum bands. He's like, you can come in all three days, be our guest. And when we showed up, like, he was legit not shitting us. I mean, we hung out and drank beer at Kane Hodder's booth with them and watched people come in and out all day long for signatures. He signed all of my shit. They took us around and, like, introduced us to, like, some of the people that they actually knew. It was so much fun. What? Yeah, I couldn't believe it, man. Like, it was... The only thing we had to do was just get a hotel room. Oh my gosh, dude. That sounds all, badass. All from going to Chili's. <laughs> I mean, I literally off. thought the guy was just pulling my chain, but he was he was legit. Because I told I told I told the girl I was with at the time, I said, Hey, worst case we go out, you know, he lied. We'll just pay to get in. Mm-hmm. But the guys at the door actually had our names on a list and they had the, the bracelets for us and ready to go. Dude, that's what's up, man. Yeah, it was a very, very good time. Heck yeah. Like, they introduced us to uh, Marco, the vampire from Lost Boys, and Margot Kidder from Amityville Horror, um, Tom Matthews from Friday Six and Return to the Living Dead, and James Duvall from Donnie Darko. I mean, it was just so crazy. Yeah, dude, I love going to conventions, man. They're, they're so much fun. I would like to go now because I feel like I was just sort of starstruck the first time like that I ever like saw a celebrity quote unquote. Mm-hmm. But like I feel like now I would just I would ask and talk about like so many other things because before I was just like, hi, can you sign this? And thanks. And I would just bolt. Right. But I feel like I'd be more relaxed after since I've actually met some now. Right. Yeah. It. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I I was sort of the same way. Like when I first started going, like I just get a little starstruck. I mean, I still get somewhat starstruck, but like I I tried not to say too much because I, I I didn't want to come off as like an idiot or like I don't know, just embarrass myself or embarrass them. So I just tried to keep my words to a minimal. Well, I feel like that's a, probably a good call on your part because when I was there, like I would see people, they would just like hover and linger at these booths. Like, I'm sure like they probably made the people feel uncomfortable, but they just, you know, I get it. You're attracted to the, to the, to the star, but it's like, come on, bro. Like give them some space, you know? Yeah. I mean, they're humans just like everybody else. Right. So I feel like that was a good call on your part. Yeah, for sure. I actually was going to say something else, and I can't remember. It was about conventions. Lingering. Eh, it's okay. I bought tickets to um, Steel City Con because they have Matthew Lillard coming. And I have like such a big appreciation for him he's like one of my favorites and they because of covid and everything they keep moving it back which is totally understandable and i get it but every time i'm like oh i'm gonna get to meet matthew lillard and then like it comes and then the date gets moved but thankfully they've been like really good about moving like my since i bought the tickets and everything already like i don't have to 
do anything unless if I wouldn't make a date that they reschedule it for or something, of course I could get a refund, but I will be super excited about the day that it actually comes that I can go and go and meet him because he's definitely high up on my list of people that I want to meet. Nice. What's your favorite, uh, like scary movie. movie besides uh or uh or w- which one's your favorite between scream or 13 ghosts well oh my i'm gonna well i'm gonna go with scream because i don't know i just feel like there's no i wouldn't say no contest but that is just such a new thing that was done whenever Craven like basically reinvented everything and I don't know I feel like his character's just funnier like whenever he's like I'm feeling a little woozy here like I crack up every single time so I feel like I like watching him in that movie a little bit more than whenever I see him in 13 Ghosts but I'm a big SLC punk fan so that's I actually watched SLC punk before I saw Scream surprisingly so that's I guess where I like got to know him as an actor i guess no that's not really the word but become his fan slc punk nice um i I got a couple more questions for you guys and then i'm gonna have to take off here absolutely not we're talking all day (laughs) (laughs) i wish i wish I remember, I remember not to interrupt you, but I remembered what I wanted to ask you. You said about how you got starstruck at a couple of people. Like, I was just curious who, what one actor slash actress, like who, who would you just shit if you met? Like who would be your ultimate meet? Um, well, I know you're the interviewer, but I'm asking you a question. Right. Um, I mean, you know, some some of the people I would have loved to meet or have passed already, but um, like George Romero, I would I would have loved to have met George Romero, for sure. Um, I mean, yeah. even like uh, Lucio Fulci. I mean, I know, he, I don't know, I don't know if he would uh, would speak. I don't know if he spoke English or not, but uh, I mean, you know, just would have been really cool to at least like shake his hand or something. Right. Um. Let's see. Well, I've I've already got to meet Linda Blair, so that's that was damn a big that uh, I could cross off the list. Uh, <laughs> but man, I, you know, I know there is some. I just can't really think off of hand. Did you watch Linda Blair in? Uh, uh, what was it Hell Knight? Hell Knight. Yes. Oh, yeah, right. I love that movie. It's so scary. Yeah, yeah, it, that's that's a pretty good one. I had the I had it on VHS, like one of the media entertainment right. uh, releases of it. Such a such a sweet uh, '80s film. It is. It's awesome. But the guy that I would like to meet the most isn't even into horror, but it's Sylvester Stallone. Oh, nice. Hey guys, uh, Marcus here again. I wasn't going to do uh, a talking piece during this intermission s- sort of thing that I'm doing right now, but I felt it was necessary for me to say that there will be spoilers in the second part of the 
uh, interview that I have, um, I actually ended up watching Dark October in between uh, after the first time I talked to them until, uh, you know, the second interview part. Uh, so we talk about the movie a little bit more after I've seen it. There's going to be some spoilers. So uh, if you guys hate spoilers, you might want to shut this part of the film or the <laughs> the interview off and uh, go check out Dark October on uh, on Amazon Prime. And it sounds like probably Amazon Prime is, is your best spot to watch it right now. So, uh, yeah, without further ado, here is the rest of the interview. Um, I don't know what it is about him. I think it was just growing up with the Rocky movies. I would just I would get dressed up in my shorts and my tank top and I'd put on my boxing gloves and I'd punch the wall and have the movie playing in the background. I just think <laughs> it would be crazy to to meet him. And I see videos of people running into him all the time on the streets out in California and all they do is just follow him around and try to pitch their movies and ask him for money. And I just, I would just like to thank him for making Rocky. That's really all I'd say to him, because I'd be so starstruck, I wouldn't know what to say. Right on. I can't believe people like come up to him and ask him for money. Yeah, you can YouTube thousands of videos of people running into him in the streets, whether he's just grabbing food or, you know, whatever the hell he's doing. People they just swarm to him, which is understandable, but you know. I wouldn't have cash. Oh no, yeah, I'd I'd probably be in the same boat as as you would be, and just be starstruck that he's there. But that's For probably sure. it about that. <laughs> well, um, I'll probably cut this part out, um, but I want to say that I did watch uh, Dark October last night, and it sucked. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, I thought it was pretty good. I thought you guys told uh, a decent story. And, uh, you know, I know, like, uh, I want to say it was a slow burn, but it took a while to get up to, like, the scary parts. Yeah. But, I mean, I thought I thought it was a good payoff once it got to that point. And, uh, and I, I will say uh, Piper's kill was, was pretty damn good. Like, it was pretty convincing. Uh, the axe in the face. Yeah, yeah, that one. That one looked uh, pretty real. We used a styrofoam axe for that, and if if you go back in, we only did it in. We did the first part where where uh, Lily swings the axe. We did it only one try because she cracked her in the head with it. Oh shit! And like you can see her head like jerk, and I cut it just before she screamed. Right. Yeah, as I say, like it looked like she got legitly hit by, I mean, not a real axe, but I mean, it, it kind of looked. Re- I mean, it, it looked. It, it did look real. So that I thought you guys did a good job there. It was a total accident. She was supposed to stop before she hit her butt. Well, because it's a foam axe, there's like wiggle to it. So whenever I brought it up and like launched it at her, I stopped it. But when I stopped the foam part, like the top part of it like kept going just enough that it like 
hit her in the head a little bit and I like instantly was like oh my gosh I'm so sorry but we never had to do it a second time like what you see is the very first very first and only time we shot that that's awesome yeah like I said I could cut this out because I know you guys probably don't want spoilers <laughs> since the movie hasn't I mean uh, you know and I'll get into that later like it, when it's released and whatnot Hell, man, I don't know. when It's already it's already released. I didn't even have a date. I thought we were going to release it on, like, the 23rd, and it's already out. It's already on Prime and we everything. Just, this Friday. Oh, really? Release yeah, because like... the first time I, like, the first three times I tried to get my movies on Prime, they, <clears throat> there was always an issue. Like, you would send it, and then, well, the video file would need changed, or there was a bad upload for the caption file, or the artwork didn't meet specifications. It just, just took forever. And I did everything this time. And then six hours later, the sucker's live. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I didn't realize. So it didn't catch up with IMDb. Like, it's on IMDb. Um, the release date's still the 23rd on IMDb. And people were watching the damn movie. So it's kind of a, it's kind of a, everything just got screwed up with the release. Man. But it's Only okay. It's it's good that, that it's released though in October here, so people can watch it. Yeah, we did that, um, and then uh, launched the DVD pre-sale yesterday. So it's going to sort of like trickle out into the consciousness of people, not like just bam one day. You know, it'll just sort of trickle out. Right on. But either way, it's kind of, I'm just glad it's getting out. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Announced that Friday it's on Amazon Prime. Yeah, we're we're gonna just gonna try to sell some more DVDs throughout the week, and then um, Friday we'll just make a big post that it's on Prime on Facebook and stuff. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, and I I plan to have like this episode um, out sometime Thursday, so uh, you know I'll start promoting uh, this episode and Dark October uh, Thursday starting Thursday. And then you'll like you'll tag us and shit. Then I can so I have some I can share it and everything. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then uh, I'll probably, uh, if you guys want, through Messenger, just send me a couple pictures that you want me to use as like a thumbnail. And then I'll just kind of put a little collage together. Yeah, that'll be cool, man. So. Just remind me to do that when this is over. (laughs) All right. Well, um, yeah, I don't know. uh, Because when we first did this episode, like the beginning part, I hadn't seen the movie. And then now that we're finishing up, I have seen the movie. It's sort of like this Inception thing going on. Dude. Uh-oh. says muted. Well, I'm muting because this train's going by. We live right by the train tracks, too. Yeah, we have a train to go by our house, too. Okay. <laughs> How weird is it if that train went by your house right there? It's going to be going on by our house in about 15 hours. It probably will. I think I think these things do go coast to coast. Because I know, is like Amtrak and shit goes by here all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we get a lot of just like coal mining trains and uh, you know just cargo. CSA. I'll see. Yeah, I see like a bunch of like tractors on on some and cars and all kinds of crap. We don't get any with crap on them, but we get them with cars. <laughs> Well, you know what I mean, man. Yeah, I know. My my dad jokes are out of control. He's the worst with them. Try living with him. 
we go to restaurants. If we go to a restaurant to eat, and the lady says she's going to bring me my check, I ask. I tell her I didn't know that they were going to pay me to eat here. Oh yeah. Does that make sense? Uh, <laughs> she's going to give me my check. Right. That's usually what your boss tells you at work. <laughs> right. Dude, cut that one out. Don't fucking put that in there. That was <laughs> that was a horrible yeah. fucking joke. I was gonna almost make a a joke reference to your movie. Like, the, uh, do you do you do you actually order corn dogs and uh, mushrooms? <laughs> how, how do you mean like me? No, that's what Amelia orders. Oh, yeah. yeah I don't know what the hell she ordered. I don't know. Me. Well, we were all getting hungry, and so we ordered from another place, and um, because the diner we shot in was actually closed. Yeah, the diner was closed, so we just said oh this would be good to like actually look like we're eating it and this place is open so we just ordered what we had already ordered on the phone for takeout and i was like why did you order that <laughs> she's like i don't know it's like the most random thing <laughs> it really is yeah corn dogs and mushrooms man i, I don't know because <laughs> yeah. pr- prior to that she was saying about how she was going to get this and this and this and then she saw the menu she's like i think i'm just going to get a corn dog and mushroom it's like okay, I guess that kind of adds the uh, uniqueness to the to the film. <laughs> but literally, the diner, the places, the place that we got our food from, and the school, um, they're all with they're all like one block apart from each other. Hmm, like, that's pretty cool. Yeah, so we had like everything we needed right right there. Nice. And I, I did notice a little cameo that uh, um, that you had in there where you were the cash register guy for when uh, the one chick was buying wine. Yeah, I was. I don't really, I don't really like being on that end of the camera. But I had a couple beers, and Mia was like, "You should do a cameo." I was like, "Fine, <laughs> just don't show my face." All right. Is that something you want edited out of the episode, or can you leave it in? What's that? This whole thing that we're talking about? Yeah, like uh, me bringing up that you played a cameo. Oh, yeah, man. You can leave that in. That's cool. Okay. I don't know if you want to try to keep that a secret thing or what. That's okay, man. (laughs) I think that's pretty cool, actually. I tried to, when I was videotaping that, I tried really hard not to get his face, but his beard still, like, gets into the frame because he has such a long beard. Right. Yeah, I think that that kind of helped me notice that, they're like, oh, yeah, there's David. That's kind of cool. I'm surprised you caught that, man. Yeah, well, I see, I seen your tattoos, and then, uh, and then I seen, like, your long beard, and I was like, Okay, I got to put two and two together. That's probably David. <laughs> I did all kinds of weird stuff like that with like Cyrus, um, especially in the first Dark Shade Creek. Like, there's probably ten times where people were walking through the woods, or it's just a standard scene, and like I have Cyrus uh, standing somewhere in the background, almost completely hidden. So a lot of them probably were never caught, but they're they're there. It's hmm. very interesting. I guess I should have done that in this one, but we're kind of in a... Well, the rainbow thing was kind of cool, which we didn't even catch. So whenever we're leaving the psychic shop um, and we're all walking down the road, 
that sun glare casts a rainbow right over my head, which is really weird because we've watched that a million times through editing and, and checking that the file's okay and everything like that. And when we had the big cast party last Friday, my mom, who's the one that plays the the psychic, um, she was like, do you see the rainbow over Mia's head? And we were like, what? What are you talking about? So we rewound it and there's like a perfect sun glare that's casting a rainbow right over me. It's so weird. And it's oh, just wow. over Mia's head. Yeah, only me. It's just, it's the weirdest thing. Wow, that is interesting. I didn't, I mean, I did notice a glare, but I didn't realize that, yeah, it made a rainbow. Yeah, neither did we. It was crazy. Yeah, her mom caught it, and it's it's literally over her for the whole last part of the walking scene. It's pretty neat. Yeah, and it, it really fits with the movie, too. Right. So, so that's a good catch, Mom. Yeah, accidental foreshadowing. I, <laughs> I joked, I said, Ah, oh, there you go, Madam Sapphire. You do know all kinds of things. <laughs> That's awesome. Madam Sapphire was Mia's mom in the movie. Well, it's her mom in real life, but she was Madam Sapphire in the movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She took it so seriously. It was really funny like to watch her that day. Like, I didn't know what to expect because my mom's a little out there. Like, where we shot, that's actually her house. That's the house I grew up in, and that's how it's decorated. Like, we didn't do anything to change it or to make it look like you know a psychic shop like that's just truly how my mom has the house (laughs) that's awesome (laughs) um yeah uh so uh what was it like uh well yeah i don't want to spoil anything (laughs) 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 uh yeah, I'll probably cut this part out. But uh, what was it like uh, doing the makeup process for uh, the once you became engulfed into the black rainbow? You had uh, some like eye contacts and all different kinds of makeup on. Well, the contacts, I've never worn contacts in my entire life. And so those were a hassle. And I couldn't even get them in. Amelia, the girl that plays Skylar, she's the one that actually did all of the makeup and all of the special effects. And she's the one that ended up getting the contacts into my eyes because I couldn't do it. David couldn't do it. It took me, I spent about 20 minutes just trying to get one in. So once Mm. the contacts were finally in, that was the hard part. She just kind of went to town and each time, it's very subtle, but each time someone dies... I get a little bit crazier looking like she makes me look a little worse um but we filmed all the kills in one day except for hers so that was a super super long day and I would just be sitting around somewhere like with my eyes shut they'd be like are you napping I'm like no my eyes just hurt and it feels good to close them (laughs) so the other than the contacts I mean wasn't a big deal I mean a little sticky from the fake blood and all the things that make the fake blood but it was real blood. it was oh yeah it, <laughs> it was real blood <laughs> i suppose i'd still be sticky yeah but yeah it wasn't it took about i would say An 45 hour, hour, hour 45 minutes through, through to do the whole thing and we ended up filming it um 
and we still have yet to like speed it up because after the movies like totally were released we would like to like kind of show some of those behind the scene things that we can't show right now because they would spoil the movie but once most of most of the people that are going to watch the movie that are going to watch it have seen it will show like the process of me turning into the scary thing right on yeah i can always cut this part out but i was just kind of curious myself since i've already seen the movie well i think it's pretty obvious that i'll turn into a yeah yeah i don't know if it needs to be hidden yeah i don't think okay it's pretty cool i mean people are gonna watch it they're gonna know she's not really a demon i tried not to say like (laughs) guys so i just said the kills that way you could keep it in okay for sure right on good to know um yeah yeah uh i thought dark dark october's is a pretty good movie and uh you know just for me speaking by you know my opinion uh if any of my listeners are listening to this episode definitely check out dark october on amazon prime and uh video on demand i'm sure david will explain a little bit more where where you can find the movie or you can get the dvd pre-order straight from him um yeah we're we're uh we're all can everybody find dark october dave well right now it's on prime and the dvd pre-sales started yesterday and at this point this will be the only two places they can get it unless i figure out like another streaming platform that will accept it right on yeah was a suitable answer Oh, you good? Yeah, I mean, Amazon Prime is is a prime spot to watch movies, so excellent. <laughs> <laughs> excellent. Radical. <laughs> well, I I got a couple more questions before I let you guys go, if if you don't mind. Yeah. Since since it is October now, what do you think are perfect uh, Halloween? movies to watch like to get you into the halloween spirit the halloween mood like what are some perfect movies hmm. you want to take this one first and then i'll t- and then i'll figure out mine well maybe like the top three you mean well yeah just i mean just it doesn't have to necessarily be like you know top tier okay. you know just like what what do you think is like a good uh or you know a couple good movies that you think will be you know uh Capture the Halloween spirit, Halloween time. Uh, I would say the first and foremost, it's probably expected, but uh, Halloween is probably my number one Halloween movie. And For sure. <clears throat> Halloween 4. And then we just watched Witch's Night Out last night, which is like a 20-minute cartoon from the late 70s that other people might not enjoy it, but... You know, it was part of my childhood, so I love it. It makes me feel like I'm getting ready to go to the Halloween parade when I was a kid. Oh, nice. And also, we like to sit for hours and just watch 70s, 80s, and 90s Halloween commercials from the from those years on YouTube. <laughs> right yeah, that's on. My favorite things right now is like we'll just turn on like two hours of old commercials that are Halloween themed, and those are really cool. But I feel like Hocus Pocus is like. A quintessential Halloween movie. I feel like that really captures like Halloween time, and and this is also from my childhood. But Halloween Town is like something that I try to make a point to watch every Halloween. I don't really watch that throughout the 
throughout the year, even though we watch scary movies and Halloween movies all year, that's kind of what I try to save for just this time of year because that was something that I only got to see when I was a kid on Disney Channel. That's not like they played that all year round. So I try to like keep that nostalgic feeling by only watching it once a year. But those are my two, I feel. Right on. Do I feel? Yes, I feel. <laughs> it's awesome that you mentioned uh, like Halloween Town because uh, um, a few years ago I went thrifting. And uh, I found this blank tape, and I picked it up, and it says um, Disney Channel um, under wraps and then slash Halloween Town. So no I was like, oh. I was like, damn, I gotta pick this up. So I, I take it home and I watch it, and I pop it in, and it's straight up like five hours worth of someone had recorded the Disney Channel, and during Halloween time. And it's like under wraps, then uh, Halloween Town, and then part of like, or actually the full uh, movie of Michael Jackson's Thriller is on there. And then uh, (laughs) most of the movie of Don't Look Under the Bed. Oh, that's a good one, too. That one scared me when I was little. Yeah, yeah, they're actually pretty freaky, not gonna lie. Yeah, I bet you they have all those old Disney Channel commercials and... Oh, yep, and I'd love to see that. Yeah, it's it it commercials and everything, and I was just ecstatic that that it even existed. I was like, holy crap! I thought that was just, uh, you know, my childhood. It was just in the past. Like yep. I'd never see any of that stuff again. Dang. But, well, but. <clears throat> my friend, he actually has a lot of. Um, there was a show when we were growing up called USA Up All Night. And then there was also um, Commander USA that used to be on Saturday afternoons around noon. And my buddy had, and he always used to sh- show scary shit. And my buddy taped most of the Friday the 13th and some of the Halloweens, just different shows that uh, that Commander USA had showed. And he always had like cool snippets like in between, like he would have little intros and I'm not, sure, I'm not sure if they're called extras or what they are, but like in and out of commercials, they would he would have like a little skit that he did, and he would always talk about the movie and talk about cool things about the movie. And my buddy taped them all and just recently put them all on DVD with like custom covers and everything and gave them to me so you can go back and watch them with all the commercials and everything like we did when we were kids. What? That's awesome, dude. Yeah, it was pretty badass. It's so weird because people were like, what are you putting this in for? Because they would be... You know, sometimes they're staticky or, or, or scratchy because it came from a tape. Mm-hmm. And they're like, what's all these commercials? What's up with this quality? I'm like, it's actually from a VHS, and I want the commercials there. Yeah. When yeah, I was it's... a kid, I didn't want them, but now I do. <laughs> yeah. Right? I was going to point that out. Like, It's funny that, uh, yeah, we always hated commercials. You know, I still don't like commercials, but uh, it's, it's funny because for, like, nostalgia purposes... Mm-hmm. It is awesome to see those old commercials. They're also very, very weird to me. Yeah. Commercials from the early '80s compared to what we deal with now are are strange. I think. Right. <laughs> Just what they show, how they show it, what they say about it. I don't know. It's it's, it's weird to me. Right. 
You can make four easy payments of nineteen ninety-five. Get two if you pay separate processing and handling. <laughs> and as a bonus, if you call within the next ten minutes, <laughs> we'll throw in this nice little keychain or something. That's all something that random. was our only way of shopping back then, man. Like either television or the mall. That was all we had. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I still remember, like, uh, I don't know what, it wasn't even uh, necessarily like MTV, it would just be like a regular channel, but they would always advertise, like, CDs. Like, oh, get this, the classic, you know, CD set, and have, like, all these rock bands on it, and they'd kind of play, like, little snippets of each band, and mm-hmm. this it. whole collection could be yours for, you know... It's crazy. Fifteen dollars. Mix CDs, like something we did with when LimeWire came out for next to nothing. We were paying twenty bucks for for now. That's what I call music. Whatever number. Like, right. Now you just type in your name on YouTube and get whatever you want anytime you want it. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy how even small things like that have evolved over the years. But yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> I'll I'll move on to the next question here. <clears throat> so, um, this is a question I like to ask a lot of people. Um, what is your favorite Universal monster or Universal monsters film? Well, I'm probably gonna give you an answer you may have never gotten before. I've never watched a Universal monster movie. What? Never. Oh, man. Now, Mia, on the other hand, she probably has a favorite, but I've never watched one. We plan to. In fact, Mia's brought a, got a bunch of them since we got together. She's bought a bunch of them, but we just have not gotten around to watching them yet. I have, I think, all of them on DVD. Um, I didn't have Creature, but I just bought that a couple weeks ago. Um, and I have... I think I have most of them on VHS. I think I'm missing the Wolfman and the Mummy, but I have I have that on my list. So those it probably won't take long till I have the all of them on VHS. But I would say Creature's my favorite, and I'm actually going to get him tattooed on me here at our next appointment. He's nice. So cool. Yeah, I was going to say if you're going to watch any Universal monster movie, make sure you watch Creature from the Black Lagoon. Yeah. That one's a classic. That's a good one. I like I like Frankenstein a lot too because it's very they humanize him. Like the scene of him with the little girl is just like super heartbreaking. The whole movie's like really heartbreaking. But I like that one a lot because it's not just like, oh, here's a big scary monster. Like there's kind of a story behind that, which is another reason why I like Frankenstein a lot too. Right on. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, I think he was the first uh, Universal monster that uh, you really got to see. Like maybe there's a human side to him. You know, yeah. you get to see uh, the other side of of you know he's not just a scary monster trying to attack people. Like he actually might have a, a heart. Yeah. Yeah. Poor Frankie. All the townspeople hated him. <clears throat> yeah. Um, 
Is is there anything else that you want to um, say about Dark October or or what's next after Dark October? Oh boy. Well, we certainly don't know what's next. <clears throat> We've talked about everything from Dark Shade Creek Four to Dark October Two to to uh, possibly witch movie. yeah, which movie? <clears throat> like maybe in. I don't want to say an old time, but we wanted to, we would try to make it look like it was set in the older times. We might be getting in over our head. Uh, plus, we had one of the girls' sisters from the last movie. She had messaged me like seven ideas to run with on another Dark October. So we just have to sit down with everybody, see who's interested, who's available, and what they want to do. Because I really try to let everybody that's in it not direct it but if they want to do something like i'm I'm pretty much going to let them do it unless it's a completely horrible idea but mm. i like everybody to sort of have an equal say if that makes sense because it's a to me like it's a fun project it gets everybody out it gets everybody involved in something um and then they'll have the dvd forever you know, they'll always have that memory of the movie. They'll always have it. So usually at the beginning, people were sort of, I want to say down in the dumps. They're excited to shoot, but they're like, oh my gosh, we have to do this like 10 different days. And, you know, I could be doing this or whatever, but their attitudes change usually around halfway through. And then by the end of the film, nobody wants to quit. Because mm-hmm. everybody sort of gets together and, it's fun, and then you know they're more comfortable in front of the camera. And then when it's over, it's just back to back to normal. Mm-hmm. So we definitely will do something else. Just not exactly sure what yet. Right on. Is that a sufficient answer? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Very good. All right. Um. Well, if you would like people to follow you or get in touch with you on social media, where can where can people find you at? Uh, if you just search David Mankey, uh, feel free to send me a friend request or you can message me anything you want to do. I accept everything. And his Instagram is at dark underscore shade underscore films. Yep. Right on. Well, thank you guys so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate you guys coming on. We appreciate you having us. We've had fun. Well, that wraps up the interview with uh, David and Mia. I just want to say thank you so much, David and Mia, for coming to the show. I had a fun time talking to you two for the first time uh, in in not in person, but uh, over the over the the phone, so to speak, and uh, and. Uh, this is also uh, both their first time on a podcast, so uh, so say I'm honored to have you guys on as as uh, your first time on here, and thought you guys did a great job. So uh, you know, again, thank you so much. And uh, if you would like a physical copy of Dark October, just look up David Mankey on Facebook and send him a friend request or message him and say like, Hey, uh, I'd like a DVD copy of dark October 
and uh, just chat with him from there and uh, get your copy, you know, through Facebook. Or um, he did mention that I think at some point on eBay, they're going to be putting up signed copies of Dark October. So if you're a big physical media film buff that likes uh, your movie signed by uh, directors, actors, uh, you know, all that fun stuff. He'll be having copies signed for sale either on eBay or message him on Facebook about, uh, you know, getting your copy signed and, and whatnot. And, uh, you know, still, as far as I know, Amazon Prime is, is the best spot to watch it on video on demand. So go check out Dark October this October and uh, enjoy an indie horror film that uh, is a lot of fun. I, I thought it was a lot of fun in my opinion. So, yeah, go check it out, guys. And um, uh, let's see. Just want to say uh, I, I threw in an audible as far as uh, uh, I was planning on getting my solo episode of phantasm out sometime this week, but, uh, it just didn't work out that way. So it is coming. Uh, <laughs> just as it's going to be coming after, after this episode, obviously, but it is in the works. And then a, uh, another guest is coming on the show. I guess I'll just announce, uh, <laughs> Matt Awkward is back on the Root Horror Podcast. We're teaming up, talking about Jacko, the 1995 Scarecrow uh, Jack-O-Lantern mashup of a slasher starring Linnea Quigley as, as our main scream queen. And uh, a brief appearance with by uh, Brink Stevens, but we'll get into that Um That'll be coming soon. So I don't know what is going to air first. It's either going to be Jacko or Phantasm. But either way, they're both coming. And uh, it should be a lot of fun. So just want to thank you all so much for listening to the Root Horror Podcast. Uh, the one year. Oh, shit. Uh, the one year uh, anniversary of me starting the Root Horror Podcast is this Saturday from the time of recording. So that bonus episode will be coming Saturday. So <laughs> you're, you're going to hear the year one of Root Horror Podcast bonus episode this Saturday. Then you'll hear Jacko or Phantasm. So uh, thank you guys so much for uh, for listening, especially uh, my longtime listeners here who have been here since day one. Appreciate you guys so much. And uh, I know I blabber on a lot about nonsense, but there there's some good stuff in here, I think. I, I think a lot of the interviews that I do with people have been a lot of fun. So just want to say thank you guys so, so much. And uh, you'll hear me say thank you so much more on the next bonus episode. Should be a lot of fun. I think my wife's going to join on, on here, and we're just going to talk about stuff. So, um. That, that about wraps it up. I, I will sign off here by saying uh, you can follow me on social media at Root Horror Podcast on Facebook or Instagram. 
I'm also on Twitter at RootHorrorPod. Or you can email me at RootHorror at gmail.com. And uh, if you'd like to support the podcast in any way, you can support by being a supporter through the anchor.fm um, main page, like through the anchor.fm forward slash root horror podcast and uh, become a supporter there. And that helps me out a lot. So uh, I do want to thank my supporters so far. Uh, I really appreciate you guys supporting the show and I want to continue to create content for you guys and hopefully you guys enjoy the content and so forth. But uh, that's all I got for you this episode. And as always, stay tuned for the next one. You have been listening to the Root Horror Podcast. If you like this content and would like to hear future episodes, please follow or subscribe if you dare.